Here's an interesting story. In New York City, low-level offenders can now take an art class to substitute for jail time. Yeah. Yeah, the criminal said, no thanks, we'll take the jail time. We're good. That's an odd joke. I gotta look into that, if that's a thing. Will you do more crimes if that sort of option exists? No, I'm just a little concerned as a citizen that that's not the sort of punishment you need to mete out (laughs) to deter people. I'd love to be able to paint, but... uh... I think I'd be bad at it. My son's got artistic skill, and uh, and I don't. And it's just it's amazing for me to watch. You know, clearly his brain's wired that way. Yeah, mine is not. He does things as a little kid that I just—it's impossible for me to do. Yeah, I've taken shot after shot after shot at visual arts in my life because I enjoy taking them in, um, and I just—I'm no good at it. Just don't have it, which is fine. I mean, uh, so I would go with uh, my child to one of those decorate a plate places mm-hmm. you ever done that it's actually, no i've seen it It looks pretty cool it's uh it was a really great daddy daughter date thing that that i did um but i as a a grown man who've gone through you know various art classes elementary through high school etc um would be slightly better than say my seven-year-old daughter at the time i mean mine was clearly the class project i mean it was it was the winner it got the gold medal um but just by a little so i'm amazed when i see it I'm not sure criminals should be punished by learning how to draw a cube, but, oh well. Impeachment vote happening today. More on that later. A uh, single Democrat has crossed the aisle thus far, um, and uh, no Republicans, so unfolding as expected. Did you get a chance to take in any of the the uh, general, I don't have his name in front of me, um, the the fellow who is doing the press conference about the Delta Force raid on Al Baghdadi's uh, compound. Last Al Baghdadi, Baghdadi. Last name is McKenzie, and I believe his first name is Frank General Frank McKenzie. He is a general, I believe so. Yes. Yeah, well, he's an excellent communicator. I was sh- shocked at how much information was given out and how good he was at giving it it out. He was an impressive guy. Uh, but I believe we have some of the clips of the press conference describing how it all unfolded. The uh, Delta Force's raid on uh, head of ISIS's compound that ended up with him being snuffed. The operation was exquisitely planned and executed. It demonstrates the United States' global reach and our unwavering commitment to destroy ISIS, bring its leaders to justice, and to protect America and others from people like Baghdadi. The mission was a difficult, complex, and precise raid that was executed with the highest level of professionalism and in the finest tradition of the U.S. military. Mm. One of the things he mentioned during the Q&A was that there were militia types ooching about in the neighborhood, and when they saw the helicopters land, they thought, oh, yeah, hey, it's, uh, it's, it's some soldiers from somewhere. Why don't we go fight them? And their van got lit up, and they just, ooh, the fight did not last very long. And uh, the other guys got the message and said, perhaps we'll go somewhere else. And it was a nice example of America's might coming to bear. Yeah, I saw the video of uh, people coming out of the compound and uh, being uh, detained briefly and told you need to get out of here and them leaving. Yeah, so it's, uh, I'm, not, I'm not with this person here. I said, yeah, I'll be going over there. I'm the house cleaner. Yeah, I'm out. You're right. This isn't my house. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. For some reason, a great deal of attention is being paid to the military dog involved, and uh, the general had uh, some words on uh, the dog as well. Since there is a significant interest in military working dogs, I wanted to provide a little background information on this fine canine. 
U.S. Special Operation Command military working dogs are critical members of our forces. These animals protect U.S. forces, save civilian lives, separate combatants from non-combatants, and immobilize individuals who express hostile intent. This dog is a four-year veteran of the SOCOM canine program and, is, and has been a member of approximately 50 combat missions. He was injured by exposed live electrical cables in the tunnel after Baghdadi detonated his vest beneath the compound. I will also note he has been returned to duty. Hmm. There you go. 50 missions that dog's been on. Yeah. That's incredible. Isn't that something? A friend of mine, uh, and we talked about this, Was it, I, it must have been late in the show, Jack, uh, when you departed the other day. Um, but those dogs, a friend of mine trains those dogs, and they're really amazing. They're incredibly smart and energetic. They're not a good pet, generally speaking. That won't matter to people. I know. It's the popular dog. Right. It's the popular dog. It's in the news. Everybody's going to have one. Right. It's a terrible idea. People with an apartment and two babies at home will get one. And frequently, that dog will end up in the pound and take the needle. Happens all the time. That's the way it goes, yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, they're, they're trained to simultaneously sniff out people and bombs. So Delta Force, uh, Marines or SEALs or whatever, they charge into a compound. It's extremely difficult for them to know there's um, a shoebox-sized C4 bomb right there under the bookcase or whatever. But the dog will zap right to it and say, dudes, look. Sure. In, in a way, that's just, well, it's an incredible lifesaver. And old Baghdadi had uh, lit out. Al Baghdadi. Right. He'd lit out into the tunnel to try to hide. And, and the dog uh, likewise said, fellas, down there. <laughs> and then he got blowed up. No, I'm sorry his kids were with him because they're innocents. But you could, you could not know there was a little bite-sized piece of sandwich somewhere in your couch for a month. Yeah. But your dog can walk in the door, immediately go over there and find it. Hey, you guys so. know about this? You need to be more like a dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's funny you should bring that up. So, Jack's kids are young. Mine are older. We're almost exactly the same age, but we've kind of flip-flopped life responsibilities. I know you can relate to this. The way a toddler tests boundaries. Well, I don't have a toddler. I have a dog. Speaking of a really smart working breed... And Baxter, the dog, will occasionally, when nobody's around, countersurf. He'll put his front paws up on the counter and sniff around, see what's up there, and has eaten food off the table, off the <laughs> counter. Um, again, when no one's around. Well, last night, Judy and I and my buddy Brian, the umpire, were watching the World Series, and we're right there. We're 20 feet away from him. And Jude glances over, and there he is. Head above counter, looking at the pizza. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I warned my buddy Brian that I said, "Watch this." this is, I didn't want him to think I'd actually lost my mind. And I went over there and I yelled at him and I read him the riot act and told him how disappointed I was. And I said, "You're no dog of mine," <laughs> and all sorts of things. Because the tone is the important part. And I thought, well, I might as well go ahead and read the lines. And so I, you betrayed me, betrayed me. And then I forced him out in the, the backyard. I said, "Get out." Closed the door and he did the shameful dog walk with his ears down and his tail down and and uh, oh man, it's just like a toddler. I may have to set a trap for him at some point. There are various. What kind of trap? 
bear. No, uh, you can like pile up aluminum cans and connect oh, them. Something to, loud. So something crashes down mm. and scares them. Or um, a friend who trains dogs is a fan of the upside down uh, mouse trap because it'll snap with great volume, but it won't hurt the dog. I've seen people do it with the squirt gun. Yeah, but you have to be there. Yeah. And and part of the problem is you want to train the dog not to do it when you're not there as well. Um, and so we may have to take up measures. He just was like a toddler. He thought, you know what, I'm going to see what uh, what happens if I do this. Maybe I throw my food on the floor. Well, I wonder what they'll do. <laughs> Would you also banish your toddlers to outside as yes. punishment? Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, I did. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. sleeping outside tonight. <laughs> yep. Take a blanket. Poop in you're, the grass. You're not coming inside. You're no. a child of mine. No, great, Scott. Try and no. eat a piece of pizza off the counter without asking. Right. Hey, was uh, Brian watching the game in full gear? I'm just curious. His umpire yeah, he always does. <laughs> he always does. I assume he does. In case uh, you know, it's necessary for him to make a call. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I would like to tell you some of the things we discussed during the game, but I'm I'm sure several of them were off the record, and I wouldn't like to make a mistake. But um, I, I will just tell you this: like any business, people who are inside that business have a different view of it than than people who are outside the business. Mm-hmm. But, Predictable. There may be a significant development in the whole impeachment thing. I don't know how recent this is. It's a couple of minutes old on this uh, this news alert I'm looking at. You saying that is significant. Chris Cuomo saying this is of no significance well, it's, whatsoever. It's the one thing I was going to bring up as like the the the, the moment I'm going to pay attention to. And now uh, now I know if it's going to happen or not. So hmm. Stay tuned for that because that's a, that could be a big deal. Plus, I, mean, I I got to keep in mind one. As I keep saying, the same liars that told me Russia was a big deal are now telling me this is a big deal. Right. So, sorry, boy who cried wolf. On the other hand, the House is voting on another kind of step toward impeachment, which has not happened but a couple of times in our nation's history. So it's a it's a big deal. Plus, Twitter announces groundbreaking new policy on political ads. What it all means? We'll talk about it. Armstrong and Getty. My monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. This is huge for DC. DC needed this. We got some ass in the White House right now. Oh, jeez. Oh, That's not helpful. So you're trying to interview a happy Nationals fan after the World Series, and he's got to go all Trump on you. Oh, man. This is huge for DC. DC needed this. We got some ass in the White House right now. That's partisanship. Uh, Hey, we haven't had this tape of drunk Nationals fans declaring their superiority and whatnot. We'll have to get to that. Did anybody get their friend to eat dog poop in the street like the Philadelphia Eagles? I feel like I've been, my meter's been broken because anything that falls short of that now, I'm like, oh, this is just so tame. (laughs) Wasn't it horse Horse, manure? Horse, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a sick enough. Eat it! (laughs) <laughs> All right, to show my devotion, I will. My favorite is crying, uh, losing team people. If you got some crying Astro fans, there's got to be a YouTube video yes. of somebody just completely sobbing. Yes. Usually a dude, like a pretty buff dude, just right. completely broken down by his team. Or losing. a drunk chick blaming Megan <laughs> for making her wear the wrong jersey. Oh, good stuff. Right. And I wore my Clay Matthews jersey, and I said, let me wear my Aaron Rodgers jersey. You said, no. 
Oh, Best part of that boy. is her friends decide to get out their phones oh, and boy. videotape Megan, their drunk friend <laughs> when their team lost. Oh, boy. Good stuff. <laughs> um, I just I don't want to talk about impeachment, but a, a wrinkle. Here, one thing for some reason I was thinking last night, Bolton, the mustache. That's the key thing. If he if he drops a bomb on Trump, Trump could be done. And Bolton is the kind of guy that's got the knowledge his national security advisory could, and he could be butthurt about being about being fired, yeah. And Trump calling him bad names. Plus, he also like really is an interventionist. He could be seriously bothered bothered by who is currently president, pulling troops out of Syria and stuff. Like that. Right, and he's very good at being mean. Yeah, and he's a, he's a bomb chucker. Right. So he knows how to he knows how to get attention and sway people. Mm-hmm. He knows how to phrase something with the right timing in one of these hearings that would just be devastating. Right. And I thought that's the that's the interesting the one that could sway the sway this whole thing. But the Hill is reporting. They say they were told last night Bolton's attorney said he will not show up unless he's subpoenaed, and it's still not even clear he'll show up even if he's subpoenaed. Right. I've heard that that's fairly common. You want to be seen as being forced to testify. Yeah, It's good well, for your look. It's hard to say why. Uh, there, were some, there, were, there were some pundits, and they're just pundits, who were claiming that he would be eager to testify because he is butthurt, and he, he doesn't like Trump's policy, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, but he's got the same lawyer as another guy that refused to show up this week. And they're all claiming the same thing. Look, one branch is telling me I got to show up. Another branch is telling me that the executive branch is saying don't show up. Right. I'm caught between two branches. What am I supposed to do? The courts mm-hmm. need to rule. Right. And then the court is supposed to rule. A court is supposed to rule tomorrow on that. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I mean, you 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 could make the argument that he wants to be drug into it, so it doesn't look like he's eager. He's. I I don't know. I would think if he wanted to drop a bomb. And doing the president, and he really is mad at Trump. He wouldn't be fighting it at all. He'd say, uh-huh. "Yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. I'll be yeah. there. I'll be there early. I'm ready to go. Right. I got plenty to say." Yeah, uh, it's probably worth keeping in mind. And I could picture Bolton doing e- either complete cooperation and bomb chucking, or keeping his mouth shut. I yep. can picture either. Yep. Absolutely, um, it's probably worth keeping in mind that he makes his living as a right-leaning uh, commentarian pundit. Wouldn't help writer, him. speaker, etc. And if he's seen as um, cutting Trump's throat unnecessarily, then, uh, yeah, that would probably really hurt him with that audience. Who knows what he decides? I do not know. That's enough of that. Yeah. So Twitter, uh, Jack Dorsey, who's the head guy at Twitter, announced a new policy. He says, and I quote, and um, he divided his statement over like a dozen tweets. And I mentioned that the, uh, our old friend Vince would have said, just post a link to your blog. But anyway, we made the decision to stop all political advertising on Twitter globally. We believe political message reach should be earned, not bought. Why? A few reasons. A political message earns reach when people decide to follow an account or retweet it. Paying for reach removes that decision, forcing highly optimized and targeted political messages on people. We believe this decision should not be compromised by money. Then he lies and says, while Internet advertising is incredibly powerful and very effective for commercial advertisers, that's not (laughs) true. It is not true. That power brings significant risks to politics where it can be used to influence votes to affect the lives of millions. So I read all of his tweets, and it goes on for some time. Um, uh, They'll also not allow um, not 
candidate ads, but political ads like... Yeah, uh, I got the definition. Here's the definition of a political ad. Ads that refer to an election or a candidate, or ads that advocate for or against a legislative issue of national importance, such as climate change, health care, immigration, national security, or taxes. And I have been quite uh, famously quite uh, critical of anybody's efforts to edit the uh, social media platforms they run, like Zuckerberg and company, wildly biased and just terrible at it, comically bad at it. But having read his statement, his lawyer statement and all, I think I get it. I just don't think they want Twitter to become uh, choked with political ads. And people to be uh, hammered with them all the time. I do think he has a bit of a, this is such an important platform, I'm such an important man, I don't want the wrong sorts of messages to be there. But I also just think he's protecting Twitter's image. Uh, and he doesn't want people saturated with political ads, because it's so damned annoying. Yeah, I would. That's I, defensible. I wouldn't want him. Yeah. Um, it at, would put me off Twitter sure. if I was constantly getting uh, you know, inundated. Sure. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, we got Pelosi and McCarthy weighing in on the impeachment inquiry battle. Hong Kong moving ever closer to a tipping point, And the Halloween candy, the health experts say you really should avoid. How do I stay out of the Halloween candy tonight? That's what I'm thinking about. Character. If I just get started on one little mini buddy Butterfinger or something. Self-control. Yeah, mm, whatever. Discipline. <laughs> So we dug up the news on... What, what is that? Is that, go, is that a ghost in there? Even the president is getting in on Halloween. He's tweeting about the witch hunt. I don't think the witch hunt thing is <laughs> Halloween related. You know what's funny is that an Eastern European accent is the gold standard for spookiness. Probably because Boris Karloff in the early 20th century or... Bela Lugosi. Bela Lugosi. A couple of Eastern European actors were tabbed to play various monsters in movies. Similar like what we know as the pirate accent is because the first famous pirate on screen talked like this. But but based in nothing other than as just his made up pirate. The choice of an actor. I needed a voice. So I went with this one here. I don't know why. It seemed good. Just as good as any other. (laughs) Both my kids crossed the age from uh, something cute or cool, like a superhero, to something scary. They're both like horrifying serial killers, it looks like. Oh, or some, some sort. Oh, golly. I don't know what that is. It's just, I think it's a guy thing. It's dealing with fear or power or something, I'm guessing. Mm. It seems to be boys more than girls that want to be, you know, Jason from Friday yes, the 13th. Yes, yes, yes. So, I'm sure there are uh, thinly sourced and overly opinionated <laughs> grad school papers yeah. on that sort of thing, if you'd like to read about it. But it is, it is an interesting question. Um, uh, Conan O'Brien brought us a joke earlier in the hour about a uh, a prison system in which they're offering art classes instead of jail for some criminals. We actually dug up the details on this, and it's just a good glimpse into the unicorn view of humanity that some people have. Wow. It's just incredible. Build yoga studios, not execution chambers. <laughs> What's that tone of voice you got there? What tone of voice? Uh, News now with Marshall Phillips. Well, the Democrats are defending the House impeachment process. Speaker Nancy Pelosi calling it a solemn occasion and says the resolution they're going to be voting on today will continue the work that lawmakers swore to uphold when they took an oath to stay faithful to the Constitution. Honoring the men and women in uniform who fight for our flag and for our freedom and for our democracy. 
and honoring the aspirations of our children so that no president, whoever he or she may be in the future, could decide that Article 2 says they can do whatever they want. Well, what's Halloween without a crazy witch? But she's a witch! (laughs) House Republican Kevin McCarthy firing back, condemning the Democratic efforts to impeach President Trump. McCarthy accusing the Dems of trying to undermine the results of the last presidential election. He called impeachment a purely partisan exercise and... What do you believe the definition of due process is? What do you think the First Amendment is? Do you have the right to have a voice or only the words that you agree with? The House is going to be debating whether what? to move. What is he talking Did about? Did that sentence make sense? Well, what what is he referring to? The president's right to, to yeah. say whatever he wants on the phone? witnesses yeah. and oh, the rest okay. of it, okay. I guess. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. The House is going to be debating whether to move forward with the impeachment process. I tell you what, the fact that the Republicans are hammering on process does not show a super strong hand. No. Putting on not. my analyst's hat. Yep. Um, because, no, you don't get to counter... Uh, cross-examine witnesses at the point that the police are just talking to witnesses. And that's what, you know, Nancy mm-hmm. and crew yeah. are saying. Look, we're just investigating. We're putting together evidence. So the, the bellowing about process is an indication the Republicans are nervous. Well, isn't that the old saying, if the facts are on your side, pound the facts. If they aren't on your side, pound the table. Isn't that what they're doing? They're pounding the table? Yeah, essentially, yeah. Meanwhile, the uh, Kincaid Fire in Northern California in the Sonoma County wa- uh, wine country, it's now 60% contained. The uh, fire did not gain any new ground overnight, and Cal Fire said the acreage burned remains at just under 77,000. And nearly five months of protests coupled with a trade war with the U.S. have plunged Hong Kong officially into a recession. The city's economy fell by 3.2% from the second to third quarter, making the worst economic, or marking rather, the worst economic performance in a decade. Weekend protesters prompting public transportation shutdowns, early closure of malls and stores, and the tourists have gone away. The tourism coming into the city is down, if not totally off. All right, my friends, health experts are saying do not eat too much black licorice this Halloween. I won't. <laughs> Ugh. Don't worry. What am I being punished for? I sit in traffic uh, the other day. Yeah. Look in my rearview mirror. There's this older a woman sitting in her little sensible car just munching on licorice. Licorice, the, the long red vine thing. Oh, yeah. Just jamming them in her face. Really? Wow. You're a little old beating licorice sitting in a stoplight, Yuck. aren't you? That's an odd thing to do. I was never much of a licorice guy. So I uh, moved over to the side, slowed down, rolled down my window. You're a grown woman! Stop eating licorice! <laughs> the FDA is has uh, issued an alert that says black licorice contains a chemical... Razor blades. No, a chemical compound that can cause... you are going to say racism. <laughs> ...that contains a chemical compound that can cause your body's potassium levels to fall leading to heart problems and high blood pressure. It's all the anise. Wow, too so, much anise. Too much anise indeed. Boy, i got to tell Keep you. your anise to yourself. That's among my least favorite flavors, black licorice. Oh, yeah. Just, whoa, God, I hate that flavor. Oh, I can't hardly think about it. And boy, i got to tell you, what a night in Houston. Swag and a miss! Swag and a miss! Swag and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! The Washington Nationals are the world champions. Nats beating the Astros 6-2 to two in Game 7 in Houston. That was almost a good call, but not really. 
swing and a miss three times. It doesn't you, matter. There's you, you were they stalling. had a largely. There's nobody on base. You know, it, it wasn't that significant. The you game. should have hurried up and got to the curly W part. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was strong. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. If your team is quite a ways ahead and the other team's looking lifeless, you got to formulate in your head how you want to end this thing. It's oh, the yeah. announcer. Oh, have yeah. A, have a plan. I'd have gone into the game knowing how I was going to call it. You know, with possible variations. You know, if it's a walk-off home or something like that, you got to add lib. Sure, but, but yeah, yeah, if it if it's going to be, if you know it's going to be a fly ball somebody catches or a strikeout. Yeah. You got to be ready to jump in immediately with, and history has been made or something like that. Sure. 97 years in the making or however long it's been. Yeah. You got to throw some math in there. Nats fans, the wait is over. Your nationals are, you know, something. Neil Armstrong didn't get to the bottom of the, your uncle, to the bottom of the ladder and thought, (laughs) oh, you know, I probably ought to say something. Um, (laughs) um, The moon is very big. Uh, what did I have? Oh, yeah, giving criminals art classes instead of any penalty. It's oh, part of boy. the unicorn view of the world. Oh, boy. Um, also, the American Bar Association made one of the president's judicial nominees cry. What they said about him will shock you. And that's next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. story in new york city low-level offenders can now take an art class to substitute for jail time yeah yeah the criminal said no thanks we'll take the jail time we're good so uh conan set that story up i'll pay off for what's actually going on there in a bit but uh a check-in on impeachment real quick they had the vote today in the house no republicans crossed over to the democrat side that's important for trump yeah no break not only was there not a major break no break not one person. Sign of solidarity. Yeah. So there you go. If you're a fan of solidarity. And uh, and we got a number of people who are unhappy with, uh, particularly probably with Joe, I'd just be my assumption, um, <laughs> that uh, saying the Republicans don't have, uh, must not have that strong an argument since they're arguing process. R- regardless of any of that, I don't think this is an impeachable throw a guy out of office offense. I want the election to decide. That's my stance on this. Sure. Unless some new news comes out that I haven't heard yet, we're so close. Just vote him out if you don't like him. Right. Let the people decide now. We don't want this kind of guy. Well, and Adam Schiff is a weasel among weasels. I mean, he is just a amoral, gutless liar who wouldn't know the truth if it bit him in the ass. Um. So, yeah, it's not like I'm rooting for him or anything. Is it but... driven by the fact that they don't think they can beat him in no- next November? Is that part of it? Well, yeah, it's one of those things. That... We could beat Pence. We could beat Weld or whoever the Republican nominee <laughs> would be. We're not sure we can beat Trump. Yeah. Oh, there's a poll came out yesterday. I never got to the latest morning console poll. You know, it was very popular for a while to do these polls. Look at this. Head-to-head, Biden beats Trump by 50 points, you know, right. and all that sort of stuff. Sure. Those are stupid polls. Right. They've never been in, in, an indication of anything ever. But those have tightened or flipped in those stupid polls a really? lot. Really? Yeah, the whole Biden ahead of Trump thing went from, I think, 20 to 8 or something. And now he's now even with Bernie and and, uh, and Elizabeth's behind Trump. Hmm. 
if you did it today. And that's without the full on election where he gets to, you know, spend all his time attacking them. Right. Um, so, right. yeah, if, if I'm a Democrat, I, I might think our best bet is to get him out through impeachment because we might not beat him in next November. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, I get that people were annoyed with what I said. And part of it, one of the frustrations of doing the show is you can't do like the whole topic every time a topic comes up. Now, earlier in the show, I made it clear that on substance, it's difficult and a little weird to defend Trump, but it's a good defense. And the defense is he was being Trump. He was shooting off his mouth about some cable news story. It wasn't some sort of diabolical and carefully calculated effort to subvert American policy in an effort to sway the like. No, he just shot off his mouth like he always does. That's the defense, and the Republicans aren't making that defense because it's such a strange defense to make, and it's a little uncomfortable. But I'm telling you, that's the defense. You mentioned the TV ad that ran during the World Series. I did, and we, we played the audio, yeah. That's got a butt in it. It's the first time I've ever heard a butt in a, in a political ad like, like that. Like he got a big butt? No, it, it basically, he does crazy stuff, but look yeah. at all the good things he's done. I've, right. never, I've never seen a butt. Like that in a political ad before. They I don't think usually, that's smart. They don't usually acknowledge a downside. I think that's smart. Well, I think it's smart, too, in this case. Yeah. Just wait till the Kardashians run for office. I know. Oh, boy. So here's oh, what boy. they're doing. So you heard the Conan Ooh, joke. scary. Happy Halloween. <laughs> you heard the Conan joke about sentencing the uh, some of your criminals to art classes. And we got a couple of people weighing in, including people in law enforcement, saying, uh, I can't believe you guys are against this. I used to watch prisoners. They're so bored. They just get angry or they need an outlet. Okay. I, I, you know, Interesting. I, I get that. Okay. That's not what necessarily what this is, though. This is art classes instead of the punishment. This is not art classes with being in prison. Ah. So you do something like vandalism, crim- criminal mischief, uh, small larceny, which could be, you know, breaking into my car and taking a lot of my stuff. And it really is a pain in the ass and makes me miserable and scared and costs me a lot of money. Right. And instead of going to jail, you can attend two hour art classes at the Brooklyn Museum and then get your charges scrubbed. It's all under the idea that these people just, if they're introduced to the beauty of art and the wonder of connecting through artwork, they'll be rehabilitated to become some Shut crap. up. I just find laughable. Um, it's a first of a kind program. Suspects charged. And last, I'm guessing, of its kind. Suspects charged with some misdemeanor crimes can attend a two hour class at the Brooklyn Museum in which they discuss famous artworks, then make their own drawings and collages, then get their charges scrubbed. That's laughable. I mean, art enriches the soul, and I'm not against people who do crimes coming to appreciate the finer things. Here's a pad and paper. Go ahead, draw whatever you want. But you're going to scrub their charges? Oh, for God's sake. I don't, you know. This is a picture of Jim tossing a salad. What do you think? These, oh boy. Well, I I do enjoy greens. Um, (laughs) Be careful with that Google image search. Yeah, oh golly. Um, Oh boy, what's the matter with you two? So, uh, where was I? Uh, That was a distracting thing to say. Uh, uh, um, Oh yeah, these things tend to be self-correcting. These idiotic utopian policies. The problem is people get hurt in the meantime and stuff gets stolen, and 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 people get burned to death in forest fires, um, before these utopian policies are overturned. It's a Brooklyn district attorney named Erica Gonzalez. They draw, and I tell them, I don't care what it looks like, just draw, be free. We give them passes, drawing books, and we invite them to come back and share with their family. 
When they leave, we've left the past behind us. Gonzalez insisted the sketchy scheme makes the justice system fairer. Are you uh, out of your effing mind? It's about holding people accountable, but doing it in a way that promotes human dignity and provides them with the tools to contribute back to their community. You're holding them accountable by teaching them to draw? I guess. A little bit? Uh, police, many police are uh, angered by this. You steal for someone, but because it's a low-level crime, we're going to put you in an art class. This is getting scary. Yeah, it is. Man, that's insane. I know I, if you, if, if, if it was the person that once broke into my car and took my stereo, and I never quite felt the same about my safety in my car and my stuff again. Uh, plus, it was really expensive. And I find out you did the two, You got to go to the museum for two hours? That was your punishment? That was freaking fantastic. Wow. And wow. your charge is scrubbed, so you wouldn't want that to hold you against you in your future. Actually, like the low, I, I know a guy that was a low-level criminal for a lot of his life, and he said county lockup is way scarier, scarier than real prison. He mm-hmm. did real prison, too. I guess you wouldn't call it low-level criminal if he went to prison, but he wasn't, uh, wasn't violent stuff. That's the only thing. Right. But, um... I think he was mostly a thief. But uh, he said county's way scarier than than prison. And so the minor crimes, have them go someplace scary and think, I don't want to be ever here again. Incentives and disincentives make a society go round. So speaking of justice, the American Bar Association has no shortage of criticism of the Trump administration's new judicial nominee for the insane Ninth Circuit Court. Do we have time to do this? I guess so. Colleagues found Lawrence Van Dyke to be arrogant, lazy, an ideologue, and lacking in knowledge of the day-to-day practice. They lazy uh, talked to 60 interviews. Acquaintances also alleged a lack of humility, an entitlement temperament, a closed mind, and an inconsistent commitment to being candid. So it's like a trial for a, a wannabe judge, and then people come out and say bad things about you? Like witnesses? The American Bar Association, um, they furnish uh, assessments, recommendations or non-recommendations for judicial nominees. They don't have to. It's not part of the law or constitution. And though uh, their nominations or I'm sorry, their comments are always touted loudly by the mainstream media. That's because they're always liberal. The American Bar Association is like the NAACP, is like the Southern Poverty Law Center, is like the, uh, what was the other one I had in mind? Well, it's, um, uh, oh, the, uh, the, uh, the card-carrying member of the, uh, the NCAA? No, it's the, uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> All these organizations are formerly Great organizations that did important work, but have become wildly leftist advocacy groups. Ben Sass, who is sassy, Republican senator from Nebraska and a super smart, really interesting, good guy, pointed out in a recent editorial, the American Bar Association is not neutral. It's a liberal organization that has publicly and consistently advocated far left of center positions for more than two decades now. Um, the ABA has no sp- r- right to any special treatment by members of the Senate. And he points out um, uh, a quick look at the amicus briefs filed in recent years. In District of Columbia versus Heller, the ABA supported denying individuals their constitutional right to keep and bear arms. 
In Christian Legal Society v. Martinez, the ABA supported forcing Christian organizations on campuses to accept members that reject their faith. In Medellin v. Texas, the ABA forced states to recognize the judgments of the world court in order to stop the execution of a gruesome murderer. U.S. v. Windsor, ABA supported the recognition of same-sex marriage through judicial fiat rather than legislative debate. And in Arizona versus the United States, the ABA supported a constitutional ban on state and local law enforcement assisting and enforcing federal immigration laws. And the list goes on and on. So the ABA is a way, way, way lefty organization. And nobody mentions that when they issue their strongly worded reviews. The ABA said anything about all the lunatics on the Ninth Circuit Court who ruled that cities aren't allowed to enforce their anti-vagrancy, anti-camping laws until they have a bed for every bum in town? Any any comment on that? No? No, not so much. The ABA, bunch of phonies. Will you get trick-or-treaters tonight? No. You won't? No, we don't get them in my hood. The houses are kind of spread far apart because it's semi-rural. Um and you leave the lights off and you have guard dogs. No, I miss Halloween so much, man. When my kids were little, I was the king of Halloween. I would come home every year with a bunch of decorations and fog machines and, and flashing skeletons, you know, voice things. And my wife would say, Joe, what are you, what are you thinking? Oh, I miss it. I was unaware of Halloween ran up. 